Welcome to Safety Bites, a weekly podcast on all things related to workplace safety, hosted by me, Jason Schaffenbuhl. The thoughts expressed in this podcast are based upon my opinion and general best practices, which may not apply to all listeners. Always consult with a qualified professional before making any changes in your organization. Let's talk about the lone worker. No, not the lone ranger, the lone worker. The employee who works alone, away from your primary location. You know, the employees who perform repair work, construction, agricultural work, warehousing, or security work. I refer to these employees as lone workers. Did you know that OSHA, the Occupational Safety and Health Administration, has virtually no standards that are specific to employees working alone, away from your primary location? While OSHA has no specific regulations, you as the employer still have an obligation to ensure the lone workers are safe. So where should you start? Well, here's some advice from the Washington State Department of Labor and Industries. First, employers should conduct a risk assessment to determine if the work can be done safely alone. The risk assessment should consider the work being performed, the environment, and any tools, machinery, or chemicals that may be used. The risk assessment should also consider whether there is a potential for violence and whether the person is medically fit for working alone. Don't simply consider the work to be completed and assume everything will go as planned. Think about foreseeable complications or emergencies that may arise. Remember with respect to medical fitness. You need to treat everyone in the same position in the same manner. You cannot assess the medical fitness of only the employees you have concerns about. Simply put, is the work safe to be performed alone and can the employee safely do the work alone? If not, then loan work shouldn't be permitted for those situations. Also remember that there is some work, regardless of your risk assessment, for which OSHA requires at least two employees. Examples of this are permit-required confined space entry and work with or near live electrical conductors. Once you've determined that the loan work can be done safely, then train the employees. Train employees on how to complete the work, ensure they are experienced and understand the risks and precautions they need to take. The loan workers must be competent to deal with circumstances which are new, unusual, or beyond the scope of training. The loan workers need to know to stop work and seek advice in these situations. It is also critical that the organization set limits on what can and cannot be done while working alone. This is a significant weakness I see in many organizations. An employee is working alone and gets to a point where he should get help. However, he thinks he is able to do the task alone and thinks, whether perception or reality, that you don't want the employee wasting time and getting assistance. So, the employee takes a risk and completes the work. Most of the times, the loan worker will be successful until they are not. Therefore, take the time to train employees on what work tasks they should and shouldn't do alone. Then continually reinforce those limits and ask employees if they have run into other tasks they likely shouldn't be completing alone. Complete an assessment of those additional tasks as needed. Another aspect of loan worker safety is knowing what to do in an emergency. If your loan worker is working at another organization's facility, There needs to be an understanding of the other organization's emergency response process and how your loan worker is to respond to, be accounted for, or otherwise protect himself. If your loan worker is truly alone, how does he find out about emergencies and how does he get assistance if needed? An example using current technology is a worker down alarm. These alarms will automatically sound an alert if a person does not move for a period of time. If the worker doesn't acknowledge the alarm, it will then call for emergency assistance and provide a location. These devices range in cost from $1,500 to $3,000 per person per year. It's a quick way to protect employees, even though it may not be cheap. Another option is a commercial panic alarm app. These apps quickly seek assistance in emergency and can be installed on smartphones. Most of these devices rely upon cell phone networks, though, so if you have an employee that works in remote areas without a cell phone signal, you'll need to evaluate other systems. 
The key is to implement a system to allow your loan worker to seek emergency assistance as easily as possible in the event of an emergency. Even though the loan workers are not in your facilities typically, they still need to be supervised. Supervisors should routinely make contact with their loan workers to see how the work is going and see if there are any other safety concerns. Supervisors should also routinely go into the field and observe employees performing their duties to ensure they are following all workplace policies. Lastly, at the end of each workday, employers should have the loan workers verify that they have completed their work for the day and are leaving the work site. There are several cases each year where a loan worker doesn't make it home and the employee's family calls the employer asking where their loved one is. One case like this is too many. So implement a system where workers can electronically, telephonically, or possibly in person, if the loan worker returns to your facility, check out each day to let you, their employer, know that they've completed their work safely for the day. As I indicated at the beginning of the podcast, there are no specific regulations for most situations where employees work alone. OSHA, however, has issued general duty citations when employers fail to ensure that the loan worker is protected from harm that could lead to serious injury or death. So do your part and make sure loan workers are safe, not because of the threat of an OSHA citation, but to protect your loan workers. Please take a few minutes and think about your employees. Do any of them work alone? If so, what training and resources do you provide to them to keep them safe when they are alone? Are their supervisors responsible for routinely observing them in the field to ensure they are following safety practices? Does anyone in your organization seek the loan worker's sincere input on safety and health issues they face? Lastly, how do you know that the loan workers have completed their work safely for the day and they can return home in the same manner they came to work, safe and ready to return to the job tomorrow? Remember, what you do for safety today could save a life tomorrow. I hope you enjoyed this podcast and will join me next week. Until then, please make time each day to create a safer workplace. 